When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is Life Ranked on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. The concept of the show is pretty simple. We got a topic, I got a guest, and we're going to ask them to give five things, five reasons, five answers to support the topic. It's life rank. That's how it works. So with me is uh, a wonderful guest you just recently heard on the Knapsack Files, proper sit-down whiskey-in-hand interview. It is producer Owen Mugen. How are you? I'm good, Ken. How are you doing? I'm doing spectacular. Yeah, glad to be back. I like talking to you. <laughs> I like talking to you. This I like great. talking to you. And I like talking to you with headphones and microphones on. Yep, yep, yep. This it's, is, we should do more of this. It is. It's the sound of our dulcet tones. Yes, are absolutely. It's uh, 5.45 here in the morning. <laughs> uh, we're going to owe it with a check of the weather. Um, I want to talk about Saturday Night Live with you. All right. You were a producer of a, of a great documentary called Live from New York. Mm-hmm. Made uh, about 2014. 2015. 2015. Yep. Covers the 40th year of SNL, but also the history, this and that. I'm a big Saturday Night Live You guy. sure are. And you you grew up a Saturday Night Live fan. You knew all yep. about it. You know the importance. You know the history. Yep. So as someone who has, who has had amazing access, it's not necessarily easy to get access... Uh, from an outsider point of view, and your production did. Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned uh, the last time we were together, uh, our executive producer, J.L. Pomeroy, she leveraged a, a very thin... Uh, relationship with Lorne Michaels, mm-hmm. you know, just in, having met at a, at a thing she produced, into full access. I mean, we got in there. We spent yeah. you know more than twelve weeks, right. you know, at Thirty Rock, yeah, interviewing all these people, just it's being there, being there for dress rehearsals, being there for live show nights, being there for all of, being there for meetings, being up there you know, on the seventeenth floor with the writers as they're as Love they're it. crafting it. You know, at two three in the morning. Yeah, it's it was amazing. Love it. Yeah. Uh, fascinating stuff. So what I, I love discussing Saturday Night Live. Uh, and there's a lot of people in my life that I could pull them in and we could do we could do hours on this show. Oh, yeah. SNL historians. But I want to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, what are your, and the def- this is the definitive list for all of history. <laughs> oh, damn it. Now, the five best <laughs> Saturday Night Live cast members. Now, they could be underrated cast members. Mm-hmm. They could be because of cultural impact. They could just be the biggest stars of the biggest stars. But I want to know, uh, and their time on SNL, and I'm sure after might factor into it. Your five, working five to one, but we're going to discuss it. Ooh, five I have to one. five right. to one. I have some of my answers. Uh, I, 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 on my show, Star Wars ranked, I go a little bit more number five, number five, number five. We're just going to have a discussion here with five, your five choices and go from there. Do you think you're up to it? I think I'm up to it. Do you need some more whiskey? I think I'm. Uh, I think I may. Yeah, actually, I mean, this is, this is uh, because you know if this is for all time. Damn it! This, this is, is going to be. Uh, this is <laughs> as uh, as uh, clink the glass here. It is as Count uh, Rugen would say for posterity. Yes, for, for posterity. Right. I will hop in okay. with both feet, and I will start with Tim Kazarinski. No. Um, <laughs> Although I, I always liked that, Tim Kazarinski. That, uh, that uh, monkey. The chimpsy. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, the chimps yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, I'm going to put Leslie Jones at five for a couple of reasons. Okay. Okay. Uh, Leslie, and I, and full disclosure, I know Leslie. I've worked with Leslie before yeah. SNL. And, and uh, as we spoke about uh, last time I was with you, I know um, 
the schmoes and, and she, I met those guys at the same time. Yeah. And so entering into my personal SNL experience working there, yeah. working, you know, doing my movie in their playground, just as she was starting off, I got to see right. something amazing happen. I got to see someone who had been on the road, who had been a journeyman yeah. comic, and uh, who was doing, you know, my Rinky Dink show on, uh, you know, on that old channel. Yeah. All of a sudden, out in front. Yeah. And I was able to watch her mm-hmm. take it by the, by, by the, by the horns. And yeah. I was able to watch her explode. And, and, so, yeah. and, and so there's one experience I had with her, which is that. Mm-hmm. But I watch her now, and it's like she's fearless. Yes. And, and she's got uh, – she, she infused that place with an energy yes. that doesn't come along all the time. And not. sometimes the show that's been, as, that's been on the air as long as that one has, you have yep. these periods where it can almost seem anemic, you know. Yes. And, and, but she, she smashed some real energy into it. And people yes. say, oh, she's sort of a you know, one-note, blah, blah, blah. She, I think she, she, she makes me laugh, and she makes me sit up. Yes, she she might not be uh, one of the uh, top actors right. yet. She's also getting roles and everything like that. I understand that note, but here's what I and I've said this before, and mm-hmm. people can dig this up. I think I said it on Schmoes. Um, if you're familiar with Ken Burns' documentary Baseball and the late great Buck O'Neill mm-hmm. from the, the Negro Leagues is on there talking about uh, hearing the the sound a baseball bat makes and how he's heard the sound three times. It was like Babe Ruth, Josh, Josh Gibson, and Bo Jackson. All of baseball, nearly 100 years that Buck O'Neill was alive, he said those are the three times he heard a specific sound, more than any other uh, bat ever swung. Uh, what I've said about Leslie Jones is uh, when she came on scene, hired as a writer, um, breaks through with this. Uh, not a, she was still a writer when she had that big weekend update moment. Right. S- said something funny from the heart. Um, she has a danger, and I mean in a good way, a dangerous energy, not seen, to me, not seen since Eddie Murphy, yep. Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. Agreed. And danger is, a way to, is, is the way yep. to really phrase it. And you're right. And, and if you're yep. working in a, in a live setting, yeah. you want danger. Yeah. You want, you want a sense that this thing may flip off the rails yes. at any second. Yeah, and, and so all the other greats, and I'm sure some on your list, uh, and some on my list too. And this goes, you know, Dana, the, the Dana Carves, Mike Myers had something, something to it, but it, mm-hmm. they, they were these performers. Sketch, you knew when Mike Myers is coming on, and uh, you were going to get a good, well constructed sketch. With Leslie Jones, it comes from something else. It comes from this history, this life. Now, Ackroyd was 20 with an SNL, so it's not necessarily all about age, but right. it comes from a point of view. Um, and she absolutely, when she does her stuff, and she's on, particularly on Weekend Update, where I think she signs it as a correspondent. It is a electric energy. It is. It, it's not seen in decades. I agree. On the show. I agree. And, and maybe you know what? Polish. Maybe not a thousand. She, she's like Kylo Ren's lightsaber. You know, it's gonna, yeah. it, it's it's, it's <laughs> it, it'll still one. take you apart. It yeah. may not be the the, the you know the, yeah. the best made saber in the world, but yeah. it'll, it'll take you apart. And and that's when she delivers that in space. Yes. You know, I, sure. I, I I am on board with that choice, Leslie Jones, bringing something else to the show. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of um, very talented. But, you know, fact, manufactured UCB sketch comics right, isn't right. a bad thing. No. But people, and, and, and we'll get off, we'll get off uh, Leslie Jones as a lister, but I love your, it's an inspired choice because um, Saturday Night Live's been around so long, when you get to the show, you're going to learn, something, but you're going to, you know how to do it. Right. You've watched your whole life. That's right. In 75, they didn't know what they were doing. Nope. So Belushi and Ackroyd brought themselves. Leslie Jones is not the template. She brought herself. Right. Oh, well said. Yep. All right. That's for your sure. number five. All right. Your number four. Whew, man. All right. Um, 
I was talking about my talking about this with my wife before I got here, and yeah. and I didn't have Farley on my list, and and I'm kind of rethinking that in in a way, okay. and I'm I'm putting him there, mm-hmm. and 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 I'm not sure if I'm putting him there because he was he was so pure in his comedy, mm-hmm. or if he did. You know, he had the wonderful physicality to go yeah. with his size, uh, or if it was the sweetness that always seemed to shine through with him. Yeah. But I'm going to go with him at four. Uh, I think that's good. I, I think, you know, there are types, right? There's, yeah. There are utility guys. There are impressionists. There yeah. are, you know, there, there are people who fill roles within any particular roster. Right. And he was a guy who, there's, the sweetness is what it was for me. Yeah, I don't know, and maybe that's not you know is that a, a is that comedy gold necessarily? I rooted for him all the time. I was I, I, I was behind him all the time, and for me, yeah, that worked. That was it's a great way to say that rooted for because again talking about he had a, an energy too that was electric, but it wasn't dangerous. Right, you said it was he was sweet, and that was his thing. Yeah. Fat guy fall down, you could <laughs> see some of self loathing. I remember early yeah. on, I think his first season. Uh, he was doing a Tom Arnold thing, like pretending to be Tom Arnold. They had Roseanne doing, you know, uh, someone was playing Roseanne. And he gets all crazy and physical, and his pants kind of fell down. And Dennis Miller's like, ah, did I just see the new guy's butt? <laughs> and you just, it was this moment where you just like, you could tell they were like, they already kind of like, who's this kid coming along? And, and you knew everyone else, Spade, and all these guys tell the stories and how lovable it was and how tragic all that stuff was. But it was a different kind of energy. But, yeah, there was a sweetness to it. You you were rooting for him, and that's a great way to say it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, three? Yeah. All right. Again, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, you know, asking me what's my favorite movie. It depends on my mood, you know. Your list could change next week if I asked you. Right, exactly. Um, I'm sticking with my number one, so let me go to three. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, Eddie Murphy. Okay, at three, you can't go. You cannot go wrong with Murphy. No, and, and okay. So I was what eighty? He came on, or was it 80? eighty? Eighty, uh, late eighty, because he right, was part so of that right. Gene Dominion yes, fired that, year. that one yeah. year. Yeah, he and Piscopo um, got kept. Yeah, and he changed everything. Yeah, and and of course he exploded beyond that place and, and in a way that and quickly, but. But I remember, you know, the first time watching, you know, mm-hmm. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood, you know, yeah. and, and, and saying, you know, because, of course, I was only 10, you know, and I, was, yeah. that wasn't, I wasn't too far away from Mr. Mr. Rogers. You yeah. Know? And so, <laughs> but also, he was young. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, he was a And that red, he was, yeah, he was like 19. 19, think, yeah, 19 I think he was 20, 19. And, uh, but what I remember most and, and what really cemented it beyond, like, his, his mastery yeah. and all that, which continued, I mean... Uh, like one of my favorite sketches is is Piscopo and he doing um, Ebony and Ivory. Yeah, you know, I yeah. am black and wait, wait, I, what was it? I am black and you are you are blind as a bat and I have sight. Um, Piscopo does not make my list, by the way, but you know, God bless him. Um, but I remember seeing uh, there's a show called Live at Five, which was also shot in Thirty Rock, and uh, it was a local news show that had sure. like you know guests and all that. And Sue Simmons, who was one of the great uh, news people of all time, interviewed him and. In the middle of the interview, uh, the lights went off. Yeah. And all you could hear is that laugh, that Eddie Murphy laugh, <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> whatever it was. And, um, that always stuck with me. But it was just his, his, his energy. Yeah. His, uh, he was just so good. He was so fast, you know. Yeah. And all the things were, that are cliches now yeah. 
are things we're still talking about. You know, yeah. James Brown, uh, you yeah. know, buckwheat. You know, uh, that's some of the best stuff. I mean, really, really heavy stuff to 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 stick with me that long. Yeah. After before he went out on his own, before Delirious, you know, before yeah, yeah. Forty Eight Hours, before all that stuff. So yeah, and and, and Forty Eight Hours, he was a first cast member to host while he was a cast member. Yeah. Uh, and and I, that upset some people, people too. It did very much so, yeah. very much so. But yeah, uh, again, we talk about that dangerous energy. Anything he was, and I think. Piscopo deserves a lot of credit as totally. well. He was, you forget, he was one of the bigger stars in the world at the time in comedy, but just didn't translate afterwards. But yeah, Murphy saved the show without a doubt yep. during a dark period uh, until that, uh, you know, free agent year, which kind of changed mm-hmm. the show anyways. But Ebersol was smart to keep him going, all that kind of stuff. But like, it always seemed when you go back and watch some of that stuff that he just was on another level. Yep. It was his own show. It, it was. And he was arguably the biggest guy to come out of that show. Yeah. During a time when Lorne Michaels had nothing to do with it. Which is, I'm, I'm glad Murphy came back for the 40th, and I know it was a weird appearance. I wish he did some comedy. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a weird appearance, but I was glad to at least see it, because yes. it, for so long, it had just been this thing. I don't know right. why. You could you could guess why Michaels, did, did Michaels not want him back? Did he not want to come back? Combination of I, all I of it. I thought it was the, like David Spade mocked him during yes. the update or something. Yes. Uh, it was a story I heard. Yeah, I, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Uh, during his Hollywood Minute stuff. Right, yeah. right, right. Oh, Spadely. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, two, and these are interchangeable. And I, yeah. I, I feel like I'm not giving particularly challenging uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, choices here. I'm going to go with uh, Will Ferrell as two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Utility man par excellence. Uh, he, he was uh, deeply in it during 9-11 and yeah. during the Bush years, and, and, and yeah, he did some yeah. indelible stuff. But he was just so damn funny, you know? Yeah. It's like, and, and uh, he had a, a uh, he was able to channel anger beneath Suburban anger. Yes, suburban <laughs> anger. Yeah. Wait, what was that like? There's like there was a barbecue one and it just began. That's his first sketch. Oh, right. Was that, That's was his that first right? sketch. Awesome. And he used to do that at the ground links, but that was his I first didn't know sketch. That. Yeah. Yeah. Get off that shed. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um and, and, and so he's you know, he's almost uh, I think, you know, is his He's run his not run his course, but he, yeah. he he he's not shining as brightly uh, for me in a lot of ways now. Yeah, down the year. I think he sort of peaked with uh, a little with, bit with old school, you know, and uh, yeah, which is you know two thousand three, I guess. Yeah. Right? Um, but you look at that show, and, and Jackie, my wife, and I were watching uh, his his uh, best of not mm-hmm. long ago, and it was just just hit after hit after hit after yeah. hit, and it was like you know he always at least you know hit a double, you know. Always, you know. and and in your your eyes are always on him, right? He's such a nice guy, uh, a different kind of energy. Energy is key. Energy is key. I'm going to keep saying that word yeah. because it ha- you have to pop off that screen, and and he absolutely did. And and that first year, you know, there were so many things being thrown at the wall. That right. that '95 season, uh, SNL was so close to being canceled. Yeah. So I think him and Sherry O'Terry come in and, and bring mm-hmm. um, a safe energy. It was a safe energy, but but a crazy comedy style. Will Ferrell's kind of got that obtuse weird humor too. Yeah, yeah but a, but middle middle America fell fell for him. Absolutely. Um, my number one is probably not going. to Do you want to guess? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, could you give give me? Could you give me an era? I'll say Bill Murray. No. Interesting. It, it could have been. Uh-huh. Um, it's Hartman. Okay. Much respect. Now, for a bunch of reasons. He's a guy who, who had a foot in, in, in two different eras, as far as I was concerned. Yeah. He, he, had a, he, he recognized old television. Yes. And, and, and knew how to work the tropes and knew how to yeah. do the things that we all heard. You know, the, that voice and the, 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 <laughs> you know, that sort of, you know. Um, 
Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. Yes. On paper, funny. Um, on paper, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, I gotta turn, I'm going to fast right. forward the sketch. But, and then, but then, he's, then he's going and, he's, and he turns <laughs> to the jury. But I'm just a caveman. <laughs> you know, I, what's the line? Like, you know, uh, I don't understand yeah, things like fire. Or fire it is. I don't understand your yeah. ways. Your ways, your modern ways, yeah. you know. That's genius. Yes. You know, and, and talk about a utility guy. He could do everything, and he, he did. He was a leading man when he needed to be. Yeah. He was he was subversive. He was uh, over the top. Um, I used to love, so that that's kind of like my era. You always say SNL. Your favorite SNL cast is like a you know, might be your college years, but for me, it was started a little earlier uh, when I was in junior high, um, a little younger uh, than you, mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, uh, not by much. Okay. Um, I used to sit there at the lunch table at my junior high, and I would do uh, Phil Hartman's Animal Tenth of Chef. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're going to put the cozy right, on, the, cozy uh, on the macaroons That's are right. on, glued so even <laughs> that, and there was just so much stuff there and a sweetness to it as well. But yep. he was. And, and again, someone, you know, we talked about it a little bit when you were on the Napsack Fuss for the interview portion here, just like, you know, I can talk about starting late. He he had a, a graphic design career. Right. Design rock albums. Right. Working out there in L.A. Which is, which is crazy. Yeah, crazy to think about. And then, you know, it takes, starts going to the groundlings when it's just kind of forming up after uh, the, the initial period of Gary Austin. And then he was the father figure there to a lot of people, the older brother and kind of the guy who already owned his own car and like all that. And he kind of carried that over to SNL in kind of this spectacular way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, and this is this is... Not an, uh, I don't know where, where, where we would include this, mm-hmm. but I've got to mention Don Pardo. Uh, Absolutely. Because talk about bridging generations as well. That's part of why Michaels hired him. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. And, well, he was a known quantity, and, yeah. and, and, and he was sort of there. But, but like, l- listen to – I mean, he is – he's still, to me, the voice of the place. You know, he, he yes. is, he's, he's, he's as much that show as is the Howard Shore music. Yes. You know? Uh, and to 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 hear him and, and everyone I spoke to two one he died in the middle of production of our film and and, oh, and, really? I, and I, I, I but I'd asked everyone regardless you know yeah every, everyone that I interviewed you know uh, cast members or hosts right you know, you know what was it like hearing that man say there say your name right and everyone was like it was it it was it made everything real you know Fred Armisen said you know. Uh, his mother used to love him from Jeopardy. Yeah. And then, and then his mom, <laughs> and how his mom freaked, you know, when she heard this man say her boy's name on television, you know. The Jeopardy guy saying. Yeah, you know. and Old school Jeopardy. And like, and there's, a, there's a clip that we use in, 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 in the documentary where he's essentially performing with Frank Zappa. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, it's great. And it's out of its mind, you know. And yeah, it's an, old, it, an old kind of radio broadcast guy with right, Zappa. But he got it. Yeah. You know? And uh, and so he, to me, needs an honorable mention. I have that. He got it is a great phrase about Don Pardo because, yeah, the, the SNL was started in large part be, to to take down the establishment, to take right. down TV as it was at the time, which right. sometimes was what I think SNL, when it's at its worst in the last decade, and I am one of the people who always have faith in each week. Mm-hmm. A bad show can be followed by a great show. I don't think SNL sucks. It's, it's Saturday Night Dead has never been true. Right. Um, but but Pardo got the, he was, that, like you said, the bridge in the gap, but he got what the young kids were doing, and I think that was key. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's a very big part of it. Yeah. And for me also, as a New Yorker growing up, his voice was also the voice of our local NBC affiliate. 
Was it? Yeah, so we heard him all the time, and that was a great thing about it. He would, you know, walk down and, and yeah. be and do whatever he did in 8H, and they'd walk down to, you know, uh, News 4 New York and, and, and do the announcing there. Do and the, it's like, there he was, you know, Pardo everywhere. I'll yeah. tell you, I mean, my two two childhood dreams that have uh, not come true, uh, at least yet, uh, one of them has a better chance of coming true still. Killing a uh, unicorn? Uh, no, killing a unicorn. Either okay. I wanted to be the catch, starting catcher for the New York Yankees, <laughs> uh, or I wanted to be a uh, weekend update anchor for the SNL. Uh, more likely to be the starting catcher for the Yankees at this point, but... <laughs> Um, I needed I needed to hear Bob Shepard say my name That's in Yankee right. Stadium and I, or Don Pardo to announce me on 8H and uh, you know I what did, a run Shepard had huh yeah yeah uh, yeah and I, yeah, yeah right there. I mean that I, I love the Derek Jeter to his final at bat had a recording of Shepard giving his name out because uh, number two shortstop <laughs> Derek Jeter 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 uh, number two um, <laughs> just the greatest thing so yeah Pardo Pardo was definitely part of that tapestry that now, made it. How does does do you get to tell me your five now? Uh, I'll I'll run through it. Yeah, yeah let's let's, let's it, do it here. It it's changed over the years. Okay. It's changed over the years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this as best I can here. Okay. Gonna, um, I I will say uh, I'm gonna say my number five. I mean, God, this absolutely has changed because I've given this list before. But time time changes things. Yep. Uh, I I will say my number five is is Dana Carvey. Now that talk again, talk about eras. Carvey was the biggest star in the world at that point to me. The, at, at his peak, um, you really you almost did his Mickey, Mickey Rooney, yeah. biggest star in the biggest world. Star in the world, two decades, nineteen thirty nine <laughs> to nineteen forty. Um, that that I mean, he was he was Carvey when when the movie Opportunity Knocks came out, which was his first <laughs> big like. Let's it's a crappy movie. Yep. Though Robert Loesch is in it, and I love anything with mm-hmm. Robert Loesch. Uh, Mr. President, I'll stand by your side. Um, <laughs> it's a good Loesch. Love, I love Loesch. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, that was what it was like, oh, this might not translate, you know. <laughs> right. But I, and I still love Carvey, so I still have a memory because he just was, you know, time, it could be meant like Piscopo, like... It's easy to say, you know, the people that have gone on, uh, Murphy, obviously, with, it, better than Piscopo in that regard for legacy, but Piscopo was, he was everywhere at that time. And so Carvey was like that for me. Uh, so my number five's Carvey. My number four. May I interject something quickly? Oh, please, Before you have about Carvey. Shoot, shoot and, back and I hate in. to keep going back to the, no, no. to the movie, but it was just such a, 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 a massive experience all around. So I interviewed him, uh, Dana Carvey, in 8H. Mm-hmm. And, Love it. And we're sitting across from each other this far away. Yeah. And... Uh, I look down on my list, and and he church ladies me. Just, <laughs> well, well, look at you with your little list, with your questions on there. Aren't you special? And I, and I was like, I was like, I would have, I would have All right, Absolutely. number four. Uh, my number four. Um, my number four. I'm going to say, and this is one that has definitely changed over the years, uh, is Bill Hader. Oh, uh, oh, damn. You know what? Okay, Hader, because Hader snuck up on me. Hader was funny, smart. Did little, I, his voices were good, impersonations were good, and impersonations can kind of go by. But then he talk about utility player who became a star. He just was one of those ones at any time, uh, much like a little bit like Will Ferrell to me. Yeah. Um, this this suburbanite kind of style yeah. that you could easily say was tame, but to come on and do Stefan. To come on and do a <laughs> over-the-top gay character in this day and age when you're a straight white male right. could be could have been horrible. Right. But Hader brought something to it that that just is 
uh, amazing. <laughs> he and, did. And then the writers got to get you got to give credit to them for playing around with them as well. But uh, that's so hater haters in there for me. That's a great choice, and yeah. it's funny. There's so God, pardon me, so many that I yeah. I could have thought of, but yeah, he just went right by me. Look, I, Dennis Miller is one of the greatest influences in my career. His his stand is a weekend update. I mm. wouldn't include him on here. He's like he's like the Beatles to me. It's like that's something different, right? Yeah, it's update different. was the thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. That's part of why I do the Schmoes news, all that kind of stuff. But I, he wasn't a sketch Pit guy. boss, baby. Pit boss, baby. And Miller's not. A, he wasn't a sketch guy. Him and sketches was a joke. But you're right, absolutely. You know? The only sketch I actually even actively remember him in was the uh, the. Matthew Broderick, you know, penis, penis thing, thing. penis thing. Yeah, as your penis, penis, yeah, good. penis, penis, good. And I think he played Coco the Clown famously in one sketch. It was oh, something. It's listed as there. Uh, if you look at the 15th anniversary book, which I have, it's on my shelf mm-hmm. over there. Uh, we'll dig it up after we record. Here, mm-hmm. uh, he, he talks about it. Um, so that's my. Uh, so, anyways, uh, four is hater. Uh, three, I will go. It's like here. Oh man, it's like I. I I'm gonna put. <laughs> I'm gonna put Kristen Wiig on. Okay. I'd like to put Gilda Radner on. Mm-hmm. I like to, uh, uh, it's very important uh, to have uh, for me to have good, uh, a female presence on this list. But I, I, I see, and this is Kristen, someone someone I knew personally at the Groundlings. I saw work. I was on stage with her. Uh, oh, wow. Kristen was. I wrote sketches with her, and it was in the middle of one of my sketches that she was performing and got a huge laugh on a line. I was like, "There's, I'm in a." <laughs> league far below her. Right. So um, I think what she did, can, she brought an acting style to a, a sketch show, which is what the Groundlings was teaching at the time. It was about acting first. And I think um, as, as you know, Tina Fey deserves a big place, mm-hmm. but she her contributes, uh, contributions I have a lot more to do with writing, I think, than performing. Right. I think Kristen brought some legitimacy to it and, 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 and to transition into to, uh, a movie star out of it as well is important. But I think, I think, in in this modern era of of giving uh, women front and center shot, I think Kristen was the first one to really break through in that regard. T- Tina Fey changed the show in a lot of ways, and as did Amy Poehler. I could put them on the list, but I think sure. there's there's something about, and I'm just maybe connected to her as, a, as an old school fan mm-hmm. back watching doing sketches in 2000. Um, that uh, I just think she she was an anchor to a quiet leader. I, I agree. I think and, and pound for pound, you look at her. I mean, yeah, just what she would do week after week, and, and yeah. the variety. And, yeah. uh, and and the, the the great energy that went with it. I agree. I think it's a great choice. And there's some characters. You know, she had some similarities to some of her characters. Sure, I, I heard sure. some of those critiques as well. But it's like, yeah, she did the Target Lady. But then remember her and Sudeikis did the uh, the a hole. Oh, the a hole. I thought about the a hole couple the other day for a-hole some reason. Because I, I ran into one a hole yeah. couple on the street and I was and yeah, that was terrific. And I think it's no small feat that uh, her send off was one of the more heartfelt. Mm. Uh, fourth wall breaking send-offs that caused Lauren Michaels to come out right. and dance with her. Right. Lauren hasn't done that for a lot of people. That is very true. Yeah. That is very true. It's a good point. A lot of people yeah. there. She's tremendous. So uh, my number two mm-hmm. uh, is is Bill Murray. Okay. Um, Bill Murray um, was the first... It's the first time that the show proved it could regenerate itself because how do you lose Chevy Chase and it's still going? Chevy Chase was the star of the first season. He yep. was the star that took over America uh, simply because he, he was good. Right. I can't take that away from Chevy. His career has gone different time. It's gone up and down. I loved him on Community, but then, you know, 
Chevy's a difficult person. He's got a reputation that harms him sometimes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. With good reason for some of it. Uh, sure. But I'm not there. Right. I'm not there. Um, but, you know, he, he's like, he, he, he said it something. I said my name every week. Uh, it, it, the Lauren Michaels didn't believe in the Walter Crankcase School of Comedy. You say your name. You're Chevy <laughs> right. Chase, and and uh, you're not. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. So that helped. But but <laughs> so to lose that guy a week or two into the second season, um, so he can go off and chase his girlfriend and go chase Hollywood success, and to have Bill Murray come in struggle, and then prove nope, you're going to forget about that other guy. Right. I'm I'm here now. And that proved the show had staying power beyond the first. That's, cast. A, that's, an, that's a great way to contextualize it too. Right. Huh, that's interesting. One thing Chevy said, Chase said about um, I call him Chevy because we're both in showbiz. Uh, <laughs> in the interview in, in in the movie, yeah, he said that you know part of this spirit that filled him, this counter, right. you know, uh, countercultural thing was. When they had a TV growing up, his grandfather would walk past it and look at the TV and go, you lie. <laughs> and he was like, all right, time to destroy television. And, and that's what, the, and that's what the, the first five years of SNL were about. Yeah. Yeah. It was absolutely about that. Yeah. They, they were, they, the first five years, and, I, and I'm, I'm, it's killing me. I can't remember the, the last name of the guy. Keith who's one of the, the set designers. He's been there since 80, 81. He said for the first five or so years, mm. SNL was ahead of the culture. Yes. And then it began to follow the culture, which yes. made which which is an interesting became observation. The it became the culture. It yeah. Became a marketing machine. It yeah. Became this. It yeah. Became that. It became how to build movie stars. Right. And that's why I say, at no fault of their own, the cast members that might come on now, you have most of the cast members now. We're getting to the point will be younger than the show. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and I think you come on and you know how to do it. It's like you've seen Spinal Tap enough to know how to be a rock band. Right. And you can never go back. You can never go back to the beginning. But I'm fascinated with, I'm fascinated with uh, eras. Of, mm-hmm. uh, so the Sunset Strip during the '60s, when the you know my uncle used to, my late uncle Nick used to tell me of seeing the Doors as the house band at the Whiskey before God. they released their first <laughs> album. Right. Um, and he used to walk on the street and run into Mike Love and Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by uh, stand up in certain eras and, and SNL the first five years. As fascinating as it is and continues to be, um, those first five years were, were fantastic. And Bill Murray's part of that to me. Big time. And, and brings that attitude. He, his energy was different, but he brought an attitude that was very much of the show. Without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, no, he, had, he had a, definitely had an attitude that was, um, I would say, like Dennis Miller may have taken a cue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So my, my number one. All right, let's hear it. There's a lot on this list. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I'll say who I sometimes would consider picking, but I don't. And he's probably number six on our honorable mention okay. is Mike Myers. Okay. Uh, again, of my era. Right. So you can uh, on the shelf there. I have uh, the, both copies of Wayne's World, and right. next to it is the Wayne's World book released in 1992. Oh, my gosh. Uh, was it the novelization? No. Did, it's did just, Alan Dean it, Foster it's before, write it? It's before right. the movie came out. Uh-huh. It's a little comedy book. And what's uh, one of my favorite things in it is it's because it's like written from the point of view of Wayne and Garth. Right. And there's like Wayne fills out like a little application and it says occupation and it says international man of mystery. Uh, and then Austin Powers comes out. That's great. Five, six see, years see, later. The seeding of it all. I think that's what Myers did. I think Myers helped help establish what it's like to be a professional scientific sketch performer and bring a controlled energy, but also be the funniest guy in the world. That's, a, that's very well said. Because it's, it's, he, he, he's, he's an awesome technician. Yes, technician, like, like a Wade box. Right. You know, just go out there, gonna, he's going to, Tony Gwynn, going to put line drives in left field all day. Right. Uh, <laughs> and when he wants to homer, he'll homer. But, so 
There's there's probably a point in my life I would have put him number one. Uh, but my number all time number one. I think you're either a Belushi guy or an Ackroyd guy, and I am an Ackroyd guy. Okay, why? Dan, uh, it's like Lennon and McCartney. I'm a Beatles guy, too. Um, Lennon gets the credit now, deservedly so, for being the avant-garde artist guy who ran off with Yoko and he did all the weird things. And McCartney will say, yeah, I'm the silly little love song guy, but I got there first. John didn't want the art. John was a commercial guy who didn't care. I was the one crafting songs. I pushed Sgt. Pepper. I pushed this. And history, you know, has a, has a weird view of McCartney sometimes. And, and, and McCartney is a silly little love song guy, too. That's a great reference, though. Yeah. Ackroyd, they were the bully boys of comedy. Right. They were a team. Ackroyd is this 20-year-old on a motorcycle and a leather jacket coming down from Toronto uh, with a, a violent energy, almost to a negative. There's some things. You know, Ackroyd was in the news recently with some kind of outburst. I can't remember exactly what it was. I was kind of like, yeah, he's still Ackroyd. Right. And in that book, the, the, the Saturday Night, the first five years of Saturday Night Live, or the backstage, I forget the actual title. It's out of print. Look it up. You can find copies mm-hmm. online. Um, it talks about him getting pissed off at NBC uh, over some stuff with that trip to New Orleans where they did the oh show live from Mardi Gras. Yeah, insane episode. And Aykroyd, and I'm not recommending this, guys, to do this at your work. Aykroyd tore apart the lobby of, I believe, either H8, 8H <laughs> or 17 on uh, the 17th floor. Tore it apart, put tables through walls or chairs through walls. He had this violent, uncontrollable energy to it that Belushi brought on screen. And Belushi's great, but... Right. There's something about Ackroyd because Belushi, I, I personally took I took him as uh, more a blunt object, where Ackroyd was a controlled rage right. that came on, and Basimatic is a great example of that. That's a, that's, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way at all, and that's... That's that's, <laughs> and, and he brought you know where again Belushi did spectacular stuff. They're Hall of Famers, both of them in my book. But where Ackroyd or Belushi's swinging swords and doing that stuff, which is funny. You know, Ackroyd's coming in with the Coneheads. Mm-hmm. Ackroyd's coming in with uh, wild and crazy guys with Martin yep. and and uh, and Steve Martin to me is the best host of all time of oh, the show. I agree. Baldwin's great too as well. But um, yeah, so for me, it it comes down to Ackroyd personifying along with Chevy Chase, along with Bill Murray's attitude. Gilda Radner's America Sweetheart vibe, Curtin's smartness, Lorraine Newman's West Coast chic, mm-hmm. Garrett Morris's old school kind of craziness, <laughs> um, and Belushi. But Ackroyd brought uh, "Let's Tear It All Down," right? And that's what I love about him. That's well put, huh? Interesting. I didn't I didn't thought of uh, yeah. Ackroyd quite that. No, no, <laughs> good contextualized quite that way. But you're right. Yeah, yeah. and 100 percent different than Hartman. Which right. Hartman, I love. Hartman could be on my list too. Hartman's one of my favorites. When I, every time, and I still go over to the Groundlings sometimes to catch a show, mm-hmm. and above the theater on the main, because uh, they, they have several buildings now, they have the school, but in the main on, on the Melrose uh, side, they, you know, uh, they got in memory of Phil Hartman. And I remember every time I'd perform on the stage, I'd look up on that and, you know, just kind of do a tap your heart type of thing. That was, a sad, that was a sad, crappy day in news when we covered uh, that. I remember that. Oh, so awful. Yeah, I remember that. But, uh, so that's my list. That's a great list. And it's interesting, you, you, you talk about what, uh, those first five years and, and what they were coming from, you know, what, what, what yeah. predated those first five years, you know, were 75 was a year the Vietnam war ended, you know, yeah. we were just still beginning to just process Watergate and, and, and right. a, 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 the betrayal of a president, uh, or the betrayal of a country by the president. By the president. Um, and like, you look at like this last season, you know, no matter where one sits in the yeah. political spectrum, you talk about, you know, I was saying to a friend of mine the other day, I wish we could have done our movie this season. Oh, you know, it would have been fantastic. Ma- I mean, no, it's awesome. But, but can you imagine just, I mean, 
the, the show. It got 22 Emmy yeah. nominations this year. When was the last time that happened? Yeah, it's been a long you time. Know? Yeah. Yeah, because it, 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 it hit a, uh, yeah, it, it, it's like the nation can kind of turn to Saturday Night Live to maybe help make sense of it. Laugh at it as best you can, and, right. and that 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 makes some sense, and that brought that you could you could sense it was different. Yeah. What do you think about? Um, I loved it, but what do you think about about Baldwin playing Trump and taking the role from a cast member? I listen. I think you know, uh, as that show is shown time and again, whatever works best is what they'll do. You know, and that's and, a good point. And I, and I, I think it. And I think it was great. I think it was a superior. Uh, uh, performance, you know, absolutely, and it it got you know it it, it stopped being funny for a lot of people after yeah. November, you know, yeah, yeah, after <laughs> um, it became real, yeah, it became real, and and but I thought it was a I thought it was a terrific, yeah. uh, energized, and 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 definitely you know it, you could tell how personal it was because people yeah, yeah. know how how uh, the president takes things yes. very personally, yes. so so you knew each time it was just a big f you to this guy. Well, it was a weird situation when you got you know. Uh, I knew Mikey Day from back in the day, too, at the Groundlings. And here, you know, you got the president tweeting about Mikey Day right. saying he, he sucks. You yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> like it, yeah. it was a weird, surre- I doubt Nixon would have tweeted that <laughs> yeah, out exactly. in 75. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Gerald Ford goes on SNL because, you know, <laughs> Chase is making fun of him falling. You right. know, like. Right. But yeah, I, I couldn't imagine FDR, you know, uh, ragging on, you know, uh, yeah. Lou Costello. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, happened. of course, Trump hosted their leading up to that, too, which was a weird situation. And had hosted before, I believe, right? I don't. I don't know if he had hosted before, but I know he'd been. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of George Steinbrenner. Right. <laughs> I might be thinking of Steinbrenner. Right, or Billy Martin. Yeah. Billy Martin. Um, um, interesting thing, though. I was last night. I was listening to um, uh, an interview. I didn't listen to Howard Stern in ages, but Howard had David Letterman on uh, yesterday, yes, yeah, and yeah. they spent an hour and a half together. And, and, and give that a listen if you're interested. I will. It, be. I, I have to because Letterman's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was, just, it was just so great to hear Dave again, but yeah. to hear he and Howard together. And they talk about SNL and they talk about, you know, they talk about yeah. the president and all that kind of stuff. But just to hear, you know, these two big comic giants get into that a little bit. It's, just an, it's, a, yeah. it's a side note, but it's, a, it's worth checking out. I, I will absolutely check it out. Yeah. yeah. We, we could talk about Letterman for a while. Oh, me? my God. He's yeah. the best. He was yeah. the best. Well, that well, that was a great list. That was. I had fun doing that. I wasn't. This is terrific. I I, I was. I, I usually just let my guests go, but I think I'm glad you threw it back. Well, my no, face. I wanted to hear it too because I know how much you love it. This yeah. is not like just as any. This is this is more than just uh, any right. show for you. Yeah, you know, it's got some and, history uh, to it. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I wanted to find a place to put Denny Dillon, but I couldn't figure out what. Denny Dillon, so, you know. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey, Gilbert Godfrey, Ben Stiller in '89, Damon yeah. Wayans so could have been the best people. on the 17th floor, and yeah. uh, there is. Now it runs all the way down the hallway, but there are headshots of mm-hmm. every single person in the cast, and it's like you know, wow, he was in there, he was in there, she was in there. Yeah. You know, it's like I'd forgotten. Beth like Bruce Cahill. McCullough, we talked about McCullough. Know? Yeah, McCullough. Yeah. What he and McKinney wrote in '85, yeah, and then yeah. McKinney joined late '94. Yeah, I always thought that was a bit odd. That that it seemed not not that it seemed like a step down, but it seemed as though he had he had had a, a certain perch with yeah. with kids in the hall that that was odd to see him. It was odd because remember Michael McKean joined around the same time, yeah. and yeah. I think and, you know uh, Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer, and mm-hmm. McKean had been famously. Offered roles following Spinal Tap, right? And Guest and Shear comes back, and mm-hmm. Shear the stories of Harry Shear and how difficult he is 
uh, we could talk, but he also was a genius. Uh, and I loved the stuff he did in that 84 season. And, yeah. uh, I think he's the first guy to quit and come back right. five years apart, quit in 79. Um, his strongest skit, I think, was the uh, synchronized swimming with he and Oh, Martin yeah, Short. yeah, yeah. With, now, with, I know you. You're, you're pointing know, at him. You're not mad at him. I know you. Guest at his I love Christopher Guest, uh, and, and he's a genius on another level. But oh, God, for yeah. McKean to join in 94 was weird, too, as mm-hmm. well. But it was like this weird – it was like Lauren Michaels was – I got what he was trying to do because in 84, Ebersole goes out and gets all the free agents and brings in the big guns. Right. And then I think it was Lauren Michaels' chance to maybe save his show by bringing in big guns. But it's hard to – as you learn in, in sports, you bring in a bunch of high-priced free agents they don't necessarily get along no 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 and not that it, not that it was fighting but just it just is a, it was an odd chemistry chris chris elliott joined that year oh too janine garofalo yeah, yeah 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 it didn't work out i love chris elliott i love him on letterman oh uh, elliott get a life i could oh my god get a life is great that submarine yeah. episode yeah neptune 3000 what is it it's one of the best episodes of television ever there's so much we could do uh, we could so do five much. hours on snl you know? absolutely could <laughs> absolutely good oh and thank you so much for coming Ken, in thank you man uh your uh, documentary you were part of producing this uh live from new york where, yeah. where can people watch it it's funny uh nbc bought it yeah. Uh, midstream as we were as we were producing it, and hmm. and they uh, they aired it in prime time. Yes, uh, as in, I saw, which is which is awesome. It's like holy, and you know it was yeah. really nice. I was, I was actually walking to Christian Harloff's uh, 40th birthday party. Yeah, and uh, I had stopped for a little bite to eat beforehand, lined my stomach, and uh, and I walked past this Thai restaurant, and there it was. Just on, on TV. I was like, this is cool. I remember seeing, it, seeing it in the wild. Yeah. yeah it was so nice. But yes. uh, right now, it's not out anywhere. Not out anywhere? I mean, I can get you a copy. but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'd like one. I think I was loaned a copy right. from, from Harlow, but I did watch it on TV. I'd love I'd love a copy because it's so great. Well, well, all right. You guys out there, tweet NBC and say, oh, we want to watch this documentary because right. it is wonderful. It's fascinating. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, and it's good. And uh, thank you so much for coming in for both shows. And I appreciate it. Ken, thanks for having me. Just fun to hang out and talk and about these things that we both uh, are really uh, Hey, I remember I told you we're going to do 25 minutes. We're hitting 40. See? See what that happens? was fun. It was fun. You and I have a good time talking. Guys, if you're out there and you have uh, an idea on uh, your favorite SNL cast members, you want to talk history with us, mm-hmm. you can find Owen on Twitter at Owen Mugen, M-O-O-G-A. And me at Ken Napsock, you know the drill, and use hashtag life ranked to join the conversation or hashtag the Napsock files. You can find us on Facebook, we're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I'm trying for Google Play, I swear I am. It's just a little harder for a dummy like me to get a podcast on there. <laughs> it's not plug and play. We do have a Patreon page, patreon.com/slash Napsock files, if you want to support special stuff on there on uh, with uh, special episodes each month and bonus interviews. So that is it for all the great heroes of Saturday live past present and future and for owen that is it we'll see you next time life has been ranked